Hey guys, it's Blake, and you're listening to Blonde Hair, Black Heart. I am exhausted. I just got home from a weekend trip to LA that can only be described as a complete and utter shit show. Um, uh, let me start at the beginning. So this weekend was my nephew's sixth birthday party in San Diego. So my husband Matt and I debated going up for about a week. Um, you know, we have three dogs, so anytime we travel, even for a short trip, there's just a lot of logistics to think of. But we decided it was worth it to make the trip since we hadn't seen my brother or his family since Thanksgiving. So we arranged to have our youngest dog go stay at the doggy hotel for the weekend, and we brought our two older dogs with us on Thursday afternoon, and we headed off to California. So we got in late on Thursday night and we went straight to bed. And then on Friday morning, we woke up to find out that two of our three nephews woke up vomiting. So the party was canceled. The kids are sick. Um, none of the family's going to get together. We don't want to get anywhere near them because we don't want to get sick. So we're like, well, what the fuck? We just drove six hours to San Diego for what? What are we going to do? So we decided to get a hotel up in Hollywood and see if any of our friends were available last minute to hang out. It just so happened to be one of my college friend's birthdays and a bunch of our friends were going out in WeHo to the Abbey, including my college girlfriend and her husband. <laughs> so we went and we met up with them and that was all really fun. But some of my other friends from LA came and met up with us um, and that's when things took a turn. <laughs> so we were out all night, uh, basically until the bar shut down and I ordered an Uber to take us back to our hotel, but one of my friends was like, no, we're going to IHOP. So I rerouted our Uber and off to IHOP we went. Now, some of you may have seen my tweet from this weekend where I said, I got into a screaming fight with my friends at a Hollywood IHOP at 4am this weekend and I quoted two Real Housewives. So I'm going to give you guys the extremely abridged version of this story because A, there are a lot of layers and um, the fighting that occurred, it's it spanned literally years at this point. And B, most of the details are really about someone else's personal business, so I'm going to leave it at that. But basically, one of my friends has been in a really shitty situation, and that shitty situation has started to trickle out into the friend group. Like, another one of our friends has completely stopped talking to him over this drama, so it's bad. And last summer, our friends came to visit us, and the drama latched its claws into me too. So my friend and I have been having issues regarding this since like July, which included us not speaking for several months. Um, this weekend was actually our first time seeing each other since we stopped talking and started talking again. Now, another one of our friends who was also there last summer when all of this went down and was with us this weekend as well, she just, throughout all of this, um, she's really only shown support for the friend who's in the shitty situation, and I haven't felt or seen any support uh, as a friend being subjected to this shitty situation. And again, there's layers, there's so many ins and outs to all of this, but we end up going to IHOP, and me and my one friend end up like screaming at each other over this drama and the other friend is only speaking up to defend the first friend and she never stops to really acknowledge what I'm saying or help me make my points at all or at least say to the first friend like hey listen to what he's saying you know there are moments when the friend I'm fighting with is straight up lying to our faces denying things that we've all witnessed occur and I straight up looked at the other friend and I pulled my best Lisa Vanderpump when she felt like Kyle Richards didn't have her back and I say to her here's your chance. Back me up. Like, literally a direct LVP quote. But I was just saying, like, you know, you don't have to agree with my opinions on the situation. You don't have to say that I'm right, but acknowledge that what I'm saying is factual. This guy is straight up denying things that we all saw. Speak up. And she didn't. 
So the convo keeps going, and finally, I had had enough. I was sick of being gaslit, I was sick of being lied to, but mostly I was sick of fighting in this dirty IHOP. (laughs) So I stand up, I couldn't flip the table because it was bolted into the ground, but I looked at my first friend and I basically said, like, I'm fucking done with this bullshit. And then I looked at the second friend and I paraphrased one of my favorite Tamara Judge quotes when she said to Brooks Ayers, why don't you give a straight answer for once in your fucking life? So I look at my second friend and I said, why don't you defend me for once in your fucking life? And I stormed out of the IHOP. So yeah, not my proudest moment, um, but had there been cameras around, it would have been great TV. And the table sitting directly behind us seemed to really enjoy the show. (laughs) Matt had my back. He was amazing. He totally supported me. He also has been witness to all of this play out. So, you know, he followed me out and we left and we went back to the hotel and we slept until like noon the next day, which we never do. Um, Then we went down to Venice and we saw my friend Alon, who some of you might remember from my Valentine's Day episode. And if not, you should go take a listen. We tell some really funny stories about our psycho ex-boyfriends. And then on Sunday, we just got up and we left to head back home. So we're like 20 minutes outside of Hollywood. We're finally getting settled onto the freeway. Just hit cruise control, you know? And I realize, oh my God, I left my wedding ring in the hotel room. So we tried calling the hotel to see if they could find it and mail it back to us or something, but they didn't answer their phone. So we turn around and we drive back to the hotel. Also, keep in mind the LA Marathon was this weekend, so it was a fucking nightmare. So we get back to the hotel, and Matt runs in and goes up to the room, and the housekeeper is in there cleaning. So he starts to tell her that his husband left his wedding ring, and we just came back to get it, and he notices the housekeeper start to get, like, really nervous and fidgety, and that's when he notices my ring on her finger. So she just starts saying, like, no, no, we didn't see a ring, we don't have anything, and he's like, uh, well, that's it on your hand. She was literally wearing my wedding ring, you guys. (laughs) So she gave it back. You know, we went to the front desk and told them what happened. I mean, it's such a shitty situation. We never want to get someone in trouble at their job. But also, like, you were trying to steal my wedding ring. So, (laughs) yeah, that was our final moment in Hollywood. Like I said, shit show. There are no other words for it. So with all of that said, I have zero energy to do any recaps this week, but last week I did have the pleasure of sitting down with Jeff Epstein. No, not that Jeff Epstein, the other one. And we talked all about his connections to the Real Housewives of Orange County. There is a lot of tea spilled, so stick around. One of the best things about growing up in Arizona is that there's incredible Mexican food on every street corner. And you know what goes best with good Mexican food? Traditional Mexican horchata. Don't know what horchata is? It's creamy, delicious rice milk flavored with cinnamon, vanilla, and sugar. Okay, you thirsty now? Me too. Luckily, even if you're far from the southern border, you can get your horchata fix every day with cinnamon. Cinnamon is a brand created by my good friend Tyler, who is even more obsessed with horchata and all things cinnamon than I am. He's developed all natural skincare products and more, crafted in California with ethically sourced ingredients and infused with real cinnamon. Have you heard of the antibacterial, antifungal, antiviral, or antioxidant properties of cinnamon when applied to the skin? Or how about how it helps treat acne? What about how cinnamon promotes blood flow, helping with skin elasticity by bringing blood flow to the surface of the skin and helping to moisturize skin with all of that added circulation? Some of my personal favorite products from Sinmin are their signature lip balm that gives your lips a sweet tingle and a subtle natural plum, their all-natural deodorant developed for sensitive skin, and the Coco Chata body beverage that leaves your body hydrated and smelling like heaven. They even have candles and air fresheners to keep your entire home, car, or office smelling like your favorite dessert. With Sinmin, you'll enjoy all the benefits Cinnamon has to offer your skin and your senses. 
Visit Sinmin.com, that's S-I-N-M-I-N.com, and use code Blake at checkout for 15% off your total order today and receive free shipping on all orders over $50. That's code Blake for 15% off your order at Sinmin.com. I may have a black heart, but I can be sweet sometimes, and Sinmin definitely helps. Okay, guys, I am here with social media personality, fellow podcast host, and an unofficial friend of on this season of The Real Housewives of Orange County. It's Jeff Epstein. Hey, Jeff. Hello. You know, honestly, when you said fellow podcast host, I thought you were going to say, and felon Jeff Epstein. I was like, oh, fuck. We can get to that. I, I mean, <laughs> like, I didn't, okay. didn't want to go too deep right away. Um, but it is funny. It seems like anyone with the name Jeff Epstein just has like a very scandalous past. I know, I know, except I think I have more mugshots. Oh my God. Okay, so before we even dive into anything, let's just go ahead and address that elephant in the room, your name. Obviously, over the past several years, this must have become like a conversation starter or like, I don't know, do people always think that you're lying or like you're joking? Yeah, a lot of people, I think a lot of people on my Instagram thought that I was joking or they still will. So I feel like it's come up then, but yeah, like even it's so funny is that like, my boyfriend's niece goes to this daycare and he always sends me her stories because I don't want to follow with the daycare because it looks creepy like somebody named Jeffrey Epstein. So he just now said, hi, Miriam, I'm Lily's uncle Ryan, Justin's new brother. Just wanted to let you know that my boyfriend Jeff's going to start following you because I'm tired of having to send him all your stories. Just wanted to let you know in case you saw a random person start to follow you named Jeffrey Epstein. Thanks, Ryan. Oh my God. Uh, like the worst like namesake you know honestly i would say adolf hitler's worse so like i'm like you know we could we could be worse that's fair i mean i i'd be hard pressed to to think that we could find anyone in 2022 named adolf hitler i do though have a friend named adolf and and just even adolf alone is Mm. bad it's not great (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. like and yeah I'll, i'll take jeffrey epstein it's just like yeah, I'll take I'll take it. Whatever. It's say, well, I don't even like the name. Here's the thing, even like him aside, I actually just don't love the name. I've never loved my name. So like what's ironic is that I actually like and I'd seriously thought about a name change. This was even about a year ago. I was kind of going through things and thinking, okay, what do I do? And at this one, I think I decided to keep it, but I was one of the names, or I think the top name that I wanted to change my last name to was Connors. And then ironically, I started dating somebody and his last name is Connors. Oh, perfect. It's so wild. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So just hold off on the paperwork for a little bit, wait till you get that ring. And then, you know, two birds, one stone. Totally, perfect. Totally. I love it. Love it. Okay. So your podcast manic is now back after a brief hiatus. Uh, you're now on Patreon and you're doing the show with your siblings, which is super cool. Tell me about the decision to bring back the show, to do it in this, uh, different format on Patreon and to do it with your sibs. Well, I loved, whenever I recorded any episode of Manic prior and I did it with my siblings, like I had the most fun doing it and I feel like the listeners enjoyed it the most, but they're super hesitant, especially my sister who's like, teaches like a psychology class and all this stuff. My my brother just with his job and all of that. And so that was like a big part of it. And so they're like, okay, if we do it on there, I'll do it with you. And so, yeah, it's back with them each week, but I will also like, there's actually one episode on there already, which is the one that like I really do on Orange County Deep Dive. Uh, with with my friend Kasha. Uh, I'm recording a few more this week with other people. And so I think I'd like to have maybe like an additional one each week with somebody else. Um, And then Annabelle DeSisto and I podcast together all the time. And so eventually like in that Manic Patreon hub will be Manic with the Epsteins and then probably Manic with Jeff and Annabelle. 
That's so cool. And how cool is it that, you know, you and your siblings all can connect on these various topics? Like me and my brother do not have anything in common. He is the, the diametrical opposite of me to quote Dorit. Um, like unless we are talking about like, I don't know, a civil war documentary, he's not going to be interested in it. So I'm, I'm envious that you have this, you know, commonality with your siblings. That must be so fun. Yeah. It's so fun to just scream at each other. I know you listened this morning. We're just screaming at Justin all the time. Uh, we do, we have a lot of fun, a lot of good banter and they, we all enjoy pop culture. We always have. And so I think we touch on that, but there's a lot of stories. And I think just like just chatting about life in general, we're all, we're all pretty chaotic. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I was just gonna say, I think manic is the perfect name for the podcast because listening to it, it, it is like just sitting down at a dinner table with a bunch of relatives. You know, it's it's manic, it's chaotic, it's like that that crazy Thanksgiving dinner, but you know, talking about pop culture. I mean, it's great. It's yeah, awesome. and we'll try to stay on track. I'm like, Justin, stop, Justin, shut the fuck up, stop, Justin, you're pissing me off. Okay, okay. Anyways, anyways, guys, 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 listen. So it's a lot of that, but I feel I found that listeners enjoy it. So it yeah, it's great. And like you know, no one knows you better than your family. So stories will come up and, you know, there'll be things said and then you'll get really upset and be like, well, shit, now I have to go back and edit that out because we can't talk about that. And it's, you know, those, those, (laughs) those stories that like only your, you know, brother could, could know about. And that's uh, simultaneously great for the podcast, but also probably like a little bit scary for you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Okay. Let's, um, let's talk about the real housewives. So I know you're, you're not only a fan of the real housewives, but you actually know several of the orange County housewives, correct? Correct. Okay, cool. So let's talk about that. Now I know that, you know, some of the current housewives, you know, some of the past housewives, hell you probably know some of the future housewives. So can you drop some names? Can we hear, you know, just like list off your MySpace top eight uh, version of, of the housewives. Oh my God. What a dream. My space. I'm telling you, I miss my space every single day. I was just telling somebody today. It's my dream. No, I, I mean, Jen is like one of my best friends. And so I knew her before. And then, yeah, so I guess I knew her when she was a future housewife and then she became one. And then I remember when we found out it was very exciting. I, she's, I, I would say like definitely one of my best friends. Um, and then I know Noella and Bronwyn. I am friendly with both. Uh, I think, like I said, a lot of that you can definitely listen to on the on the Patreon. But you know, I'm I'm always going to be loyal to Jen, Team Jen, and in that instance, especially with Noella, I just haven't spoken to Bronwyn in, in a while. But there's no like bad blood or anything like that. We just haven't spoken in a while. But I remember I knew them. Um, maybe I met them almost like two years ago or something like that. And the first time I met Noella, she threw me this like off probation party. It was like the day I got off probation and like I was on probation for like five and a half years for a lot of stuff. And at the very end, the last couple of months, uh, they restricted it so that I could not leave L.A. County. Oh, wow. It's it's interesting that they would do that at the end and not like the beginning. It, the whole thing was ridiculous. I know. I think part of it, they're saying <laughs> something with COVID and blah, 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 some ridiculous stuff, but it was all ridiculous. And so I was very. Yeah. And so it sucked. And then at the end, they were like, okay, we'll come to Orange County. Cause that was the like, almost one of the biggest laughs is that like, I couldn't even go to Orange County. It was right. You know what I mean? And so they're like, come. Like a 45 minute drive. <laughs> literally couldn't even go to Anaheim, couldn't even go to Disneyland. And so I was like, okay. And so she was like, come. And they rented, she, Noella actually had rented. And again, no, you know, I had never rented her. I, I never met her. Um, and she rented this party bus for me. And it was like me, Bronwyn, Bronwyn's friend at the time, Shari, who's a friend of mine as well. Uh, and me and my friend Steve, and we went on this whole like kind of thing around Orange County on the party bus. 
Wow. How, how cool. I mean, what an experience. Um, okay. Let's talk about your relationship with Dr. Jen first, and then we can go into the Noella and Bronwyn of it all because they are characters for sure. So how did you meet Dr. Jen? I met Jen because of Steve or Stephen had, Stephen knew her somehow. And then we, I wanted to actually get jaw filler. And so that's how I was like introduced and um, she went and she threaded my jaw. I actually do it again. It's completely dissolved now. But um, we became friends from there. Uh, I think, I don't know, we, we have a very specific banter. Yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. I, when she first uh, joined the cast, I DM'd her and I was like, I need you of a derm help. So next time I'm in Orange County, I'm going to go. She's the best. I'm telling you, I was super, I was in nutcase about it. I'm also, I've very, I'm a very difficult and particular person in that aspect. And so I got it. And I was like, hold on. I'm having a lot of anxiety. She's like, oh my God. Like, what's my mom going to think of the face that she birthed? Like, oh my God. And then I like locked myself in the bathroom for a second. I was freaking out. And she was like, it's fine. It's fine. It was, I'm a, a lot to deal with in that. And so she was really great with it. And it was like my favorite thing. I, there's, yeah, I'm very sad that it's dissolved. It, it lasted a while, but this was now a while ago. And so I, I want to get it freshened up. Uh, well, you're making me super excited to go see her. And every um, example of her work that she posts on social media looks great. She she uh, clearly does a very, very good job. Um, but that leads me to something that I wanted to talk to you about. Obviously, there have been several scandals that have uh, you know broken since she joined the cast, um, specifically surrounding her business. And this is not uncommon. You know, as soon as someone hits reality TV, uh, everyone's coming out of the woodwork and, and and they're going to try and get their 15 minutes or get their slice of the pie, so to speak. So, um, so there was one story about like, uh, a former disgruntled employee that was going around and talking a lot of crap. And then there was a recent lawsuit that came up and like a review into her practice. Now I went straight to Jen when both of these stories broke, I DM'd her and she told me, um, you know, pretty flippantly with both of them, like, yeah, the, the ex employees, a scammer and like these new allegations, they can review whatever they want. So she doesn't seem too phased by it, but you as a friend and a client, um, I mean, can you speak to any of these allegations? They sound like bullshit to me. Yeah, I, I definitely do. Also, again, to plug the, the Patreon, speak more about it in depth there. So if you want the full deep, deep, deep dive story, it's there. But I'll say this is that I know the ex-employee and that is true that it's been this whole kind of ongoing situation. And I saw that there was there, A, there's a lawsuit. And I think this was like pages and pages. And I saw this surface on Twitter about and it's from the ex-employee and I one time read through it and I can just say factually reading through it there's so many things that are incorrect even like she's alleging like oh blah blah and I brought this patient in and that's why I then told her not to go to Jen like it was just an example I was like that's actually a lie I actually brought her there because she was my friend oh wow so I'm just finding these things where it's like if you're making up these lies like where's your credibility and then being like oh yeah when I was there on this date but what's funny is like she wasn't even working there on that date and like all this weird shit and so that that's part of it also like Jen, I've never seen like abuse drugs or anything like that. So I was like, that's nothing. Um, and so, so there's that, but yeah, what happened was there were no lawsuits or anything like that. And then all of a sudden the show comes out and this disgruntled employee was annoyed and reached out to this person and say, Hey, you should say something. But so funny is like, she loved her face when it was done. And if you see the before and afters, like it actually looks amazing. And so and and this disgruntled employee was the one that brought in this doctor that actually did it, who was named in the lawsuit, wasn't even Jen. 
and so there's that. And then, yeah, Jen's always been really open about it. And, and even as she responded to you and before she came on the show, we had talked about it. Like nobody's, she's not stupid. How many times we're going to go through the same thing of like, don't go on a show with skeletons or a closet or just be open about skeletons. Like I think of this too, if I were on a show, I'm like, I have many skeletons. I would just say, and I am, I'm very open about all of it. And so is she. Right. So it was like, okay. And so that that's all it is. And, and think about how many people in a medical profession, especially a, a, a cosmetic medical profession get sued again we saw that with terry debro right so it's not uncommon but people are so quick to grasp at a straw and be like oh my god she's a monster and she's oh my god like what's she doing this person and i'm like god what a friend it's like you know you know nothing you absolutely know nothing and yeah 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 exactly it seems very reminiscent to you know the terry debro nicole weiss situation where it was probably, you know, a very, very minor thing uh, that now someone is blowing up into something much bigger for the sake of drama. Um, and that's shitty when it affects someone's livelihood and their business. You know, we hear all the time these unspoken rules on the housewives that you don't go after kids or businesses. And I think that, um, you know, the wives themselves are are following that rule. But unfortunately, the fans are not as kind to the housewives and it can be really shitty. No, and I'll just say this too, that there's a lot more even to it than that with this disgruntled employee. And so I I do dive into that on the Patreon, but I'll say this is that like, she had that woman arrested. That woman was arrested like two, it was in January. Wow. None of the news outlets picked that up, but it's like, yeah, people don't realize like how serious it is and what she's doing. It's, it's actually nuts. So, yeah, well, and yeah. a lot of housewives too live on their phones. They're always on social media. They're responding to everything, and and that's not Dr. Jen's mo. She she has other shit going on. So I feel bad because she because she's not getting like wrapped up in all of the drama. The fans are just assuming that it's all true. Um, yeah, because she's not responding. And, exactly, and that's not to say that she should. Uh, but. I I feel bad. So I just want to, you know, give her a voice if she's, you know, not speaking out on her own. No, I appreciate it. I actually get super, super defensive defensive of her too. I've randomly like, I'll have a time where I'll have a few drinks at night and I just go through people, Twitter on Twitter and like annihilate them because I'm like, you're so fucking stupid. To me, I think my biggest takeaway is that people are so unbelievably fucking stupid and gullible and naive. But yeah, Jen's super busy, genuinely. And she's not like, I remember actually, this was a long time ago. I was going to do her social media, but we didn't because like, I was like, we would get nothing done because right. I wouldn't, <laughs> we can't, we couldn't work. It, I wouldn't stop chatting and playing around. But yeah, and, and so that's what I think you would realize too, even with that thing with Noella, how she's like, girl, you tagged me in a photo. And I'm like, you have no idea. Jen literally doesn't even know what's going on. She always have it at that point. Like she had some random person. I think he like lived in Florida doing her social media. And like, so occasionally you can tell when it's her posting, it's like shit of her dog or her husband usually, but like, otherwise anything like that patient wise. And these people are just tagging like this person in Orange County and they knew they were getting going on the, about to go on the show together or whatever. So it's like, that's kind of how it works. Like, and, and right. so, yeah, Jen's like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, when I post something, I'll just go through and like tag any account well, that tag I tag me and shit like. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you got to get those likes, you know. <laughs> yeah, like you are thirsty, girl. And Jen's like, the irony here is insane. the The fact that thirsty seems to be Noella's like catchphrase this season that she's throwing on everyone else is so ironic, given her entire 
you know, persona. Um, and again, we will get into that. Uh, now you were featured on an episode of this season. We, we saw you, you know, getting a little, a little update and you, w- do you think you'll be in another episode? I know you attended, um, Dr. Jen's upcoming party, right? Yeah. What's so funny is like, even when we filmed that, we filmed for hours, but they showed like a 10 second clip. And right when they showed that clip, it was what, like, the time frame of when that episode aired, we had actually filmed that clip months later and they put it in. Oh, wow. So that was awesome. So yeah, they're just finding like random B-roll and throwing it That was like, okay, but yeah. And then I thought too, at the party, so that party is coming up this week into next week. So I don't know. I have no idea what we're going to see it. There's, I know there's some stuff. There was an interaction with Noelle and I, I I don't, I I asked Jen because I saw her the day before, the night before the reunion filmed, I went to her hotel here and she had to watch the episodes and she was like, no, they didn't show it. And so it's something that I, I guess I understand why they didn't. Cause maybe they felt like legally, if you listen to my Patreon, I discuss what she said. It's wild. I know what you're talking about and it's shocking. Um, and it does, it brings up questions about Noella, other things that have come up, you know, in the media. I know I posted, a couple weeks ago, um, someone had sent me they, like a tweet or something and was like, hey, have you ever heard of Noella Nance? And I was like, no, who's that? So I Googled it and all of these photos start coming up and they're essentially what look like um, like ads for an escort service in Turkey. And, and then I kept digging and there's an article from uh, a, a long time ago, I mean, not that long ago, but you know, the early 2000s, I want to say, um, talking about this quote unquote imported mannequin named Noella, who was uh, studying abroad in Turkey and was kicked out of the program for being a sex worker, essentially. Um, so that's just like something that I heard. I don't know. No, it's funny. Obviously, the listeners don't see that. I'm sitting here smiling. You do your research. I will say you do. You do good research. I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, there's I mean, there's again, stuff there. There's you know, or there's we don't have know, to get we don't yeah. have to get too much into it. I again, I everyone no, go you, listen to, and, and, to Manic because and I'm I'm t- I'm just barely skimming the surface here. Um, but even but, so, this is stuff that really has not even made the rounds or, or things like that. Like again, I think people are just so naive. That's the thing too. Sometimes I'll like look on Twitter and I'll look at what people are saying. And then I'll, I'll be like, wait a minute, let me actually click this profile. And I'm like, you are truly so dumb. It, 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 I struggle yeah. with it. They're, they're very dumb. Yeah. Well, and there's a difference between, you know, the, the fans who are just like internet trolls versus the ones like you and I, who like, let's be fair, we do our fair share of trolling, but we, we also are doing our podcast. And so I, I know part of the reason why you did your Patreon is because you don't want to get in trouble. And so that's a big thing. I don't say things that, um, aren't founded, you know, I'm not going to throw something out there just for the sake of causing drama. So if I post something, you say allegedly, yeah, right, right, exactly. Um, but I mean, I truly don't. Uh, I don't pride myself on just like making up drama about these ladies, and I and I don't think that you know I don't, I don't want to do that. So if you hear it from me, and I think if you hear it from you, like you know, it's probably pretty solid. No, and and I'm saying I actually I really don't I don't show any of them ever. You don't find me saying anything like that really like ever. I think I'll randomly t- I've tweeted something like how have Gina and Emily lasted this long, and like I'll say that to them. Right. Uh, by the way, like I. I Gina and I share a mutual friend and Gina's 
great. Um, but I mean, but seriously, how have they lasted this long? No, but I, and totally, <laughs> it's like, how is that? But like, I don't do any of that. And again, I don't even like, I'm a fan. I think I was definitely, I've spoken about this before where I, I was a fan of the housewives years ago in a different time. And I, even then I was never like, I think people have this, this, this um, have a misinterpretation of how much I've watched. Like there's so many franchises and season things that I have not watched. I kind of am very like, I'm not that loyal fans. Like, well, I'm going to watch no matter what. It's like, no, if I don't like it, like I'm not going to watch. And I, I usually give things a chance, but as soon as I don't, I don't like it. Like that's not happening. If, if anything feels like a chore, I don't watch it. And so even now, like I'm actually watching this season of Orange County because of Jen, but like, otherwise I probably would not be watching it. Cause I don't actually think it's very good. Okay. That's fair. I don't think it's good. Yeah. But that's fair. Yeah. Um, and I know you said on, on your Patreon that you've said that to Jen. So like you said, you're very honest. Guy. She also, and here's the thing too, when we discussed this, like, and it's really frustrating, even what we talked about, like they cut out the party. There's the, it, it goes about the producers and the, the stories that the producers want to tell and how they want to tell it. And like, I think a lot of the cast even is frustrated with how they've done it. They've not shown so much it's like wild to me what they've chosen to focus on and i'm not saying that it's just that i think they have huge casting issues still and things like that but it's like that that's a big part of it and then also the fact that jen and admittedly so like it took her a little bit to get comfortable and things like that and i said this i'm like guys I, i'm somebody that's like i, I feel like I'm a, I'm a fun i'm 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 a fun person. I know I am. That's kind of like my, like a lot of people are like, Oh, Jeff, you're fun. So I'm like, guys, I mean, you yeah, you were, you were on probation for five and a half years. That doesn't happen to boring people. Totally. Totally. But I'm like, <laughs> do you think I would be friends with somebody that's like not fun or funny or anything like that? Like I wouldn't, um, I just wouldn't, I don't have time for it. I don't have the energy for it. I don't have the tolerance for it actually is what it is. Right. Exactly. So my Jen's actually great. And so I, I see how she's come off and I, I, from the viewer's perspective, I could see like, okay. And so it's just, how it has come together has been not just as a whole and how the season progressed. It's just not been great. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, they brought in two new cast members who are so completely uh, different than one another in their personality types and how they wanted to pray, portray themselves on the show. So, you know, Noella obviously came in at like 10,000%. So that makes Dr. Jen's, you know, even if she's giving 90% as she's getting used to it, like it seems like small potatoes because Noella is just doing the most. And that's kind of how I feel about the entire season. And this might be why they're not showing certain things because I feel like Noella is so overwhelming that there wasn't really an opportunity for other storylines to kind of flesh themselves out because all of the women were just too focused on this batshit crazy, like tornado of a human. You know what I mean? No, I agree. And I think there's even a lot of stuff with Jen and Noella that they did not show. They didn't show sit downs with them, like things like that in, in the beginning of the, uh, of the season. So they kind of like veered away from that. There's again, so many other things that are actually going on in Jen's life with the employee, things like that, whatever. Right. Have Which would be really compelling. Uh, again, if you know what's happening, and I'm hoping if she gets asked back and, and makes it in, it's wild. Yeah. Listen to the Patreon. There's things that have happened. It's wild. And so that's a part of it too. And I th and then as far as the cast dealing with her, like people don't realize this too, that when she even showed up in Mexico and, and a lot of people I saw like kind of saying that was Jen's one chance to kind of like get into the fray once everyone left the table and she was stuck with Noelle, like she should have whatever. And um, actually, I don't feel comfortable saying this on here, but something there was, she explains why, like there's about something about Noella. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Noella is entering situations in a manner that makes her extremely difficult 
to deal with. And so I, I feel like that's part of the problem with this season. You know, a lot of the fans are saying, well, without Noella, we'd have nothing. She's giving us so much story. And I like, I, I agree that she, she does give a lot, but again, at a certain point, I feel like the rest of these ladies are just like, we don't even know how to deal with what she's bringing into this dinner. So we, we can't, we just have to get up and walk away. They're all pulling a Meredith Marks and disengaging. But it's also like, yeah, when somebody's getting a lot, like that's actually not always necessarily what I, what I want. Cause it's so forced upon and tried and things like that. Like to me, my favorite housewives are Mona Singer because you could not write that character. She's just herself. And it's so compelling. You're just watching character work. I could watch that one. You watch her go into the sh- to a shoe store. Do you have open-toed shoes? Do you have fake toes? Like it's wild. Right. Um, and so that that's and that's you know, sometimes what I'm looking for too is this like underlying um lack of self-awareness character work rather than these over-the-top come in, I'm gonna come in guns blazing and make a a great housewife and be a uh, a mock of what a housewife right. is. And I think that's even why, like, uh, when Salt Lake City came out, I gave it a shot for the first, like, three episodes of the first season. And I was like, I, I'm not into it. I think it feels like a mock of the house. Like, I feel like they're coming in too late where they're, like, they're trying to make a housewife show. Yeah, I mean, and we're, we're at a, a difficult spot in, you know, the the Real Housewives world where it's been on for so long that they're probably hard-pressed to find a new housewife that's interested in joining the show that truly has never seen it before. Um, So they all are coming in with some sort of preconceived notion. And yeah, Noella is a perfect example of someone who like sat down, watched every season of every city and just made a checklist of like all of the housewives tropes that she wants to hit. And it's, it's reading is very inauthentic. Um, whereas Jen, she does come off as very, very authentic, albeit to some people, maybe a little bit sleepy, but like, again, how can she compare to what Noella is doing? You know? Yeah. I think I've seen that too. A lot of it's like, oh, she's boring. I think one thing too, is that she does feel authentic. A lot of people say that she reminds them of like an old school OC housewife, which I agree, Yeah. but there are, there are also so many of these like little moments with Jen that they don't show or like she can be so witty and snarky. Like we'll have the specific banter and they don't show that. And also I feel like she hasn't put in situations to do it. Like, I think you quickly saw it last episode where she saw Noella and Emily saying something and she just looked and she was kind of like, what? Like she really has no tolerance for it. She's also just like, this is so ridiculous to me. Like she has no tolerance for it, which if they showed that she has no tolerance for it, it could make for compelling television, but instead they just don't really show her doing anything uh like around that kind of like drama area but yeah as far as even like with the housewives now and i've said this too in the past few years i think that's when i really fell off i I don't watch much of it like i'm still into beverly hills i like that otherwise everything else has kind of fallen off and i think we peaked like i feel like like 2015 era that was great it was like when bethany came back to to new york housewives and like this was like season 10 11 which of oc which was like Kelly Dodd coming in and like the cancer scam and all that and right. everything like that, where it's like, I actually think that was the best. A lot of people say like the very beginning, I didn't want, I don't like the beginning seasons of a lot of the housewives. The only one I watched from the beginning is Beverly Hills. And that was one that also came in later to me. It was like this Hollywood version of housewives because I knew the Richard sisters and things like that. But the early seasons, it's like, no, they're born. They couldn't find their footing. There was just this prime era. I feel it was really like 2012, 2013 to like 2016, 17. And really peaking in like 2015 around that time, I was like, and I, I, I'm just, again, I I don't have maybe the attention span, things like that too, where I'm like, if I don't like it, I don't like it, I'm not going to watch it. 
Yeah, no, and I think that that's fair. And again, the show has been on for so long. There's so many iterations of it. There's so many spinoffs. So at this point, like, there's what 15 shows. If you if you can only keep up with three of them, that's fair. You three. Know? <laughs> <I> think, that's <laughs> a lot. Oh my. God. One and a half, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I wanna I wanna talk about this party of Dr. Jen's that you're going to be at. Um. So I've I've asked people in the past who have attended Housewives events. Um, I actually talked to Megan King from Orange County and she famously attended Heather's hoedown before she was ever on the cast. And so I, I asked her, what was it like being at a housewives party, not being a housewife? Like, are there just like producers and camera crews running around everywhere? Are they shuffling people around? Like, does it feel like a production or does it feel like a party? Mm, well, I guess like I have two perspectives. Cause I've done it where like I filmed not in a party setting. Like when we filmed at her office, that's when it's like, we're I guess like on the call sheet and we're mic'd and that and and it's a smaller, it's like a production and it's a, but it's a smaller production there's I mean oh it's smaller there's still like I'd say a total of like eight crew members there for everything but it's like okay and you they do have you like walk in and say okay we're gonna do this now and and even like you'll be in it and they do stop and say hold on whatever but right. with the party it's like yeah you show up and like I don't know if this is also different because COVID you show up there's like a huge tent out in her street where they're like checking you in and you have to sign something and like, okay, you have your, we had to go get COVID tested before, like the Bravo sent you there. And then production sets up in her garage with all the monitors and everything like that. Uh, and then when you're in there, there's yeah, a diff few different cameramen because of it being a larger party. And it does feel like a party, but then like, it's almost like the housewives are kind of separate from the party because they're, they tell them like, Okay, you guys come here and stand and the cameras frame up for that group there. And then as the story's playing out through the night, like something had happened then where they were all outside arguing and it's like, okay, so then they frame up there. And so there's times where like you kind of intermingle. I think if they, I, because I know they don't show that interaction, I'm sure you'll see them kind of like dang around the bar and things like that. I hope they show us having fun too. A lot of, at one point, like we're all taking shots, but like they mingle. It's almost like they're kind of like taking a break from their job for a second and you're mingling and being normal and they step back into work mode right. and are doing their thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now on your show, you mentioned, um, how Shannon during this party, she was filming a scene and everything was normal. And then the, they cut the scene and she kind of went into diva mode acting as though she was like Angelina Jolie on a set, you know? Um, it, it's interesting because I feel like Shannon has, has kind of been able to fly under the radar. Uh, although a lot of the housewives have told us Shannon's a nightmare. She is a diva. She is not easy behind the scenes, but the fans haven't really haven't really accepted that. So can you give us a little bit of tea into what you okay. saw? So, I, so here's the thing, I'll say this, Shannon has been and still remains one of my favorite housewives. I think she's Oh, me, me too, she's great. And I actually think what you were saying about like the peak of housewives, I think her introductory season when it was like her versus Heather and there was chair gate and she storms out of the party, like you'll all see the truth mm -hmm. that I think that's the best season in my eyes. So I think 11, which was two seasons later when Kelly came in her versus Kelly, I think nine, 10, 11 were great. I think just that season 11 cast was amazing. The Ireland trip, all of it, but, but yeah, I, I think she's great. And here's the thing too, a lot of, you have to realize like a lot of my favorite housewives, I know they're nightmares. Like, do I want to be friends with them in person? No. Do I want to be friends with Ramona? Absolutely not. I think she's great TV. I'm sure she's a fucking nightmare. Right. And so I was, my assumption too, is that Shannon was, and I've heard that too. And even Tamara has said it. And actually I knew 
some of the production team on for, for evolution. And so I knew that actually when we filmed at Jen's party, all of a sudden I realized one of my friends or yeah, he was in the garage. I was like, Oh my God. So I went in there and was chatting with them. He was like, I was seeing on the monitors. So I was like, Oh, oh how funny. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I knew that I'm aware of it. It's not shocking to me. I'm like, it's great TV. It's fine. Yeah. What about Heather Dubrow? Was she a nightmare at all? Because now she's the one who actually, for whatever reason, and I don't think we've really even seen her do or say anything on par with, you know, like Ramona, for example, Ramona's a nightmare to people, but people just love to assume that Heather is like the, the wicked witch of Orange County. Did you see anything like that? I did not. I'm not, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but like she was quite lovely from what I saw. And she and Dr. Jen have become fast friends. And I I really enjoy all of their scenes together. I wish we got more of that. I, yeah, it's so funny because I remember the day before that dinner, like a week or two ago, whatever, when she got wasted, she, we were chatting, or, or no, I was at her house, I think, and we were chatting about something. And I, for some reason, jokingly said, oh yeah, Heather D. Like nobody ever calls her Heather D. It's like Heather Dubrow, whatever. And so Jen and I were laughing because for whatever reason that must've stuck in her mind. And so then she got drunk and she's like, Heather D. Yeah. And so then when I saw her last week, we were cracking up and I was like, Jen, did that get stuck in your mind? Because we were, and she was like, yeah, we were, we were laughing. That's so funny. I love that. Yeah. When she's walking out, she's like, Heather D is so awesome. She's like, I to fucking rhyme. love Heather D. And yeah, I just, I'm so, so glad cute. that I said that. I'm so glad that I said it to her and I got stuck in her head because it comes off so funny. It does. And here's the thing about Jen and even that whole drunken dinner um, she was like the sweetest drunk person ever, you know, like if that's how you are when you're shit faced girl, get shit faced whenever you want, because she was a delight in my opinion. I agree. Again, I'm not going to be friends with somebody who's not a fun drunk. Like that's just what it is. Yeah. And, and here's the thing too. Everyone gave her so much shit. I'm like, guys, do you not realize that like a lot of these other people with, I'm just going to say even like Shannon or whatever are drunk all the time. Oh, absolutely. But they highlighted it because she's she wasn't ever drunk. So all of a sudden she gets drunk. And also I'm like, guys, have we not seen New York Housewives and all those other things where people get drunk? It's like, yeah, she got drunk. And also she was super nervous about bringing Ryan there because she cares and didn't want him to feel uncomfortable and things like that. And the wine was good and she overdrank. It happens. Like, she, do you think she was seeing patients the next day? No, she knew she wasn't. Also, she never drinks when she knows she like has to see patients the next day. Yeah. Well, and honestly, like she, she's a grown ass adult and, and what we saw from her, I was no different than like how my husband is every time we go out to eat with friends. Like he, he literally cannot say no to a glass of champagne. So fine. You know, cause he's a sweetheart about it. If he was, you know, getting mad and cussing me out, then we'd have an issue. I love drunk people. And I love, I love watching it too. I love watching it. I, it was my favorite scene of the season. I told her that not because of her, but I'm like, I love like how much do we love watching drunk Dorinda and all that stuff. It's great TV. I loved it. And so people were like, Oh my God, she's a doctor. Oh my God. It's like, what do you think a teacher doesn't have sex either? Like it's, it's along with that kind of mentality. Yeah. And I also thought that it was a really like, sweet side of her to see with Ryan because she, I mean, she is clearly the alpha in that relationship. And, and, um, this was the first time we, as the viewers got to see her, like really kind of be like the little spoon, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And there is obviously a, a dynamic to the relationship that you, that people don't see. And I think people of also course. saw like, Oh my God, she's being controlling. Because about like, oh, angle, angle your chair towards me. I'm like, guys, she was drunk. So she was like, she's not going to like sober be sitting there and be like, angle your chair towards me. Like that doesn't happen. I didn't take it as a controlling thing. I took it as like, like be closer to yeah, me. Like, love, chair, like, like, yeah, yeah like why aren't you facing me? Like make our knees touch each other's, you I, know? It, to me, it was like she was 
in her like cutesy puppy love element, which again, we've never seen from her. Hey, look at me. Come kiss me. Yeah. Look at me. Oh, I thought it was fine. cute. Uh, like in that drunk. I, I get it. Yeah. Where you're like, kiss me. Like, I get it. I thought it was adorable. All right. Speaking of people who maybe drink too much, uh, you know, Bronwyn. So how did you meet Bronwyn? And then is she the one who introduced you to Noella or, or how did that all come to be? Uh, let's see. Okay. So I saw so my friend, Steven had was friends with Bronwyn and then she had started following me on Twitter and kind of like knew who I was through that. And then we saw each other in another setting, um, another setting I'll say that and then I finally met her in person I think because Stephen had brought her somewhere and then uh yeah and then and then it was the day when I we were gonna do that off probation party and she was at that time very good friends with Noella and so they were like they had set it up for whatever reason I think she had told Noella and Noella set it up wow which is very no it's so sweet and nice like that's what I mean yeah so yeah Totally sweet. I was going to ask, um, do you know anything about their falling out? Because, you know, prior to Noella being cast on the show, um, they were always seen together and they were posting photos all the time, you know, jet setting all over the place. And then it seemed like as soon as Noella got her orange and Bronwyn lost hers, the the friendship kind of crumbled. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think I discussed a little bit about that on the Patreon for sure. Plugging that again, like, Plug away. That's why you're here. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, again, and it also goes to like what I'm comfortable saying and things like that. Yeah, I think that. But just so you, just so you know, for for a little peace of mind, I do have podcast insurance, so we are covered. I love this. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Perfect. Um, I need like a hundred k. So also, I'll just say this too: the, everyone's assumption of why they maybe are not friends now is probably pretty correct. So, can you tell us? Maybe I, I, cause I think, yeah, I think everyone kind of understands it's because one's on the show and one's not. Maybe the question is like, who initiated it? Was it because Bronwyn was jealous or was it because Noella no longer needed Bronwyn or was it a combination of both? Hmm. Oh, are you, are you, are you flat? Are you asking me? I mean, it could be a rhetorical question. Yeah. 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 No, we're going to leave it rhetorical. okay um you also mentioned on your podcast that you think that uh tamra who i call tampa just because it makes sense so you mentioned yeah you mentioned that tampa um thinks that shannon and noella are going to be gone after this season do you agree with that because i don't think shannon's ever going anywhere and i i don't know i i think we're gonna have to endure another season of noella so i think when tammy sue had said that to me that was a couple months ago i think maybe that and I think now she can see, and I also, again, wouldn't watch Shannon gone, but I also don't think she's going anywhere. <sighs> here's the thing with Noel. Here's what it is. It's like they brought on two newbies in this revamp. They're not going to get rid of both. They're just not going to. It would look crazy. What they, who should they should get rid of is Gina and Emily. I don't, again, in the revamp, they should have gone. Clearly, if we've looked to, I'm like, guys, if we've had these past few bad seasons, they're all the ones with Gina and Emily. Get them the fuck out of here. It's ridiculous. Right. So I don't think they'll get rid of both. There's, a lot of personal storyline with Jen. So I don't, you know, I don't know if they want to keep it for that. There's, I don't know that production is super thrilled with Noella. So I don't know that that may play a part in her not being asked back as well. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. I think it's a toss up. I think it's either, I think it's either both will come back or just one. I don't think both will be gone. If you personally uh, got to, you know, decide what was going to happen moving forward with Orange County to make it, you know, the ideal cast, what would you do? Oh, that's a good question. Okay, so here's what <laughs> I would do. 
Shannon, Heather, Vicky, Tamara, Jen, Kelly Dodd, and a newbie. I know. Listen, Kelly's great TV. I don't give a fuck. Great TV. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I am. <laughs> I personally am not a, a Smelly Dud fan, um, but I do understand that like no one can get under these ladies' skins like she does. So there's definitely a place for that. Yeah, and um, I also. And know, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay. I was just gonna say I, I totally agree with all of the rest. Yeah, no, and it's also like I know they'll definitely not bring her back, but I think no matter what, if I if I can only bring two back, it's like Tamara and Vicky needs to be on that show. They just need to be on that show. It doesn't it doesn't work without. It's like bring Tamara and Vicky in, get rid of Gina and Emily. Like I said, I think another newbie, and go from there. I, I it's just it needs it. Vicky is so watchable. She's a character. She's very much like Ramona. We're just I could watch her do anything. Yeah. And I think too, there's something to be said about like the staples of a show. And and when you watch a show, you, you know, even the housewives, which are constantly about adding new wives and taking wives away, you still want it to feel recognizable. And for a while, the show became so unrecognizable. Um, So yeah, I agree. I think bringing back like those core players would definitely help. I think with, with, Kelly, the problem is kind of like what you said with Noella, where I think that she's pissed off production too much. I think she's too much of a wild card. And I think that's why she was fired because they couldn't control her. Just to kind of like differentiate the verbiage with Noella in production, but like I, I truly mean like Noella pissed off production. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kelly, I actually think it's, and I know kind of okay to work, like fine to work with. She's nice, everything like that. Not difficult in that sense. Right. She was a nightmare for the network in terms of like how things are portrayed and how it looks and, and that type of thing. What is it that Noella has done to piss off production so much? I I don't even know if I say it on the Patreon or not. I didn't hear it. So maybe I, I touched on it. Maybe I just record something. Um no, oh, do you know what I just thought? This is so funny. My friend Matt FaceTimed me uh the other day. And he's in Florida and he's with Kate Chastain out of all people. Oh, okay. And so we were chatting and Kate was like, tell me everything about Noella. And then we're kind of going over stuff, whatever. And she had heard the same thing that I know n- n- or whatever. Um, right. So I don't know if it's floating around somewhere else too. I, I If I didn't address before, I'll probably say on the Patreon. Okay. But so- something behind behind the scenes, which is interesting because, you know, she was the one who was accusing Heather of like, like shoving a producer or something. Pushing a cameraman and all this crap. No. And what's different too is nobody knows anything. I've saw a lot, of, even with the Nicole James stuff. And it's so annoying. I feel so vindicated now because even like in the beginning of the season, I remember tweeting like, no guys, like uh, Heather didn't get Nicole fired. That's not what happened. And even I had these two fucking idiots on Twitter being like, really? Because we work for Bravo and that's not the case. But like, who knows even what they do? What do you do? Is like some social media, something you, who, I don't know what you're doing, but you're clearly not in right. whatever. And I'm like, okay. So they're like, and I'm, I was just blocked them. Cause like, I'm not dealing with this, but I was like, okay. And then it came out. It's like, no, she didn't. Nicole quit halfway through. <laughs> like, yeah, she quit. Yeah. So what happened. Yeah. Um, and, uh, God, I feel like we really lost out on that one. I had high hopes for Nicole and I was even hoping that we would get her at the reunion to kind of like fill in the blanks of what we didn't get to see. But unfortunately she is 
long gone. Um, but I, I do think that that kind of vibe, like I, I liked the casting there. I thought she would have been a great housewife. So they, they, I think they did something right. I feel like the casting was on track, but the Nicole stuff, you know, kind of threw a wrench. And then I feel, and I've said this before, I feel like with Noella, she came into it, like I said, with like a laundry list of, of, uh, like housewives tropes that she wanted to cross off or like things that she wanted to do. And it just all became too much. Plus she was cast as someone who was like filthy rich and she's not anymore, or at least she's portraying that she's not anymore. So I think that when they cast those three, we ended up getting like a, a much different version of the three of them than, than Bravo had hoped. I think I could see that point too. I think it's also always about like, you're putting a puzzle together when you're casting these. And I feel like, I don't know why sometimes these production companies and networks haven't figured it out, but it's like, you clearly have the certain people that work with the right ancillary players. And we're seeing that with New York too. Again, I haven't watched the past like two seasons because it's been awful, but it's like, you have these all-star women in New York, Ramona, Sonia, Lou, who have clearly been in these incredible seasons of Housewives New York with the right people around them, these ancillary characters, these bouncing boards, whatever, the right dynamics. And I think the same thing goes for Orange County. It's like, Vicky and Tamara and the, with the right thing or, you know, people. And then I think even with Heather, like she needs more of an alpha against her. I think she's, you know, so that that's why maybe her return isn't working as well this season. And it's kind of putting that together where it's like, again, you look at some cast members that clearly just don't work. Gina and Emily, they haven't worked in any configuration. So it's like, that's not what it is, but it's like, yeah, you bring people like Vicky and Tamara back or whoever. And you, 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 it's about working around other people. So it's like, I, I wish that like, again, Jen got to come in on a season with Vicky, Tamara and, and other things like that. And then have Heather coming back with that. And it's, a, it's about that. And I think with New York, like they went in such a fucking wild direction. It's like, no, 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 take a minute, go back, think to where we were a few years ago when it was working really well. Like I, it, they, I think they sometimes go to like, oh, well we need to like get rid of these like old, older OGs and like cash young, new, fresh. I'm like, I don't really want like young, young housewives. I like like my old broads. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's not the show. And, and it's, it's always weird. I, I, I think I maybe even said this to Megan King when she was on the show, I was like, it was weird watching you be a housewife and like fight with someone who was like almost twice your age, you know, because that would just never happen in real life. You wouldn't be in a friend group with Vicky Gumbelson, you know? So it, it's just, it's, it's weird when they bring in like a 30 year old, nothing against the 30 year olds. And, and again, I thought Megan was like an incredible housewife. She took down Brooks, the cancer scam, like insane, but yeah, it's like a weird dynamic. Um, and, and it doesn't feel, I don't know, cohesive or authentic when that happens. Yeah. And I think it's so confusing to me. I feel like people look at it as qualifiers. They always look at that. They're like young, new and rich. And it's like, guys, we've seen some amazing housewives who are not young nor rich yeah like that to me is not a qualifier yeah like kim richard sure wasn't fucking rich remember even Lori peterson back in the day wasn't rich i don't think she was a super incredible housewife but whatever the point is to me that because people always point out like oh gina's poor i'm like guys gina could be filthy rich she'd still be the same shitty housewife like that's what it is so that's not a qualifier and yeah but young new hot people i'm like no and this is what drives me nuts too is that people will look They'll see, like, I'll see people online because Noelle's friend with this girl, Kenny, who I think I did speak about when it was on the podcast and I had an interaction with her like a month ago. And she's this tall, gorgeous girl. People are like, oh my God, Noelle's friend's gorgeous. Get her on the show. And it's like, just because someone's gorgeous does not mean they're good on the show. That's also not a qualifier. So they're them being gorgeous, them being young and them being rich is not a qualifier. It's just watching this fucking unwritable 
character with a lack of self-awareness and sense that's just so great. And sometimes there's one, I think a lot of them work that work the best, like the real, real all-stars do lack a lot of that self-awareness and have this so over the top kind of like delusion. And then there's some that like, will will kind of remain maybe a little bit more of like on the B string, but still needed and still great. Um, and that's what happens. Like, I'm not saying Jen's going to be the next Vicky Gumbelson, but I think she can be a great kind of B player and, and, and still be like a, a sane person. You know, sometimes you need those same people that really work. Absolutely. All right. Uh, before we wrap up, I, I know we've like literally only been talking about Orange County. Um, yeah. You said that you're a fan of Beverly Hills. It's one of the other cities that you love a lot. So I did have just a handful of questions to get your opinion on some Beverly Hills stuff. Um, what are your thoughts on Lisa Vanderpump? Do you do you like her? Do you think she's a funny old Brit or do you think she's Bobby Fischer manipulating everything and playing chess? Uh, I think she's definitely Bobby Fischer. I think uh, I knew some stuff about Lisa because one of my best friends worked at Sir back in the day, right before the show started filming, and there was a part of it and whatever. And I've discussed that before too. So and like he used to live with her son. So I, I you know, she's does things for the show. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. she's someone who I think, I mean, up until it you know, blew up in her face. I thought she was kind of like the perfect housewife in that way because she was producing things behind the scenes, which, you know, you do need the the housewives to drive the storyline along in a sense. Um, I feel like she was good for the show. She just wasn't good for the other housewives. And so they needed to get her out of there. Okay. I can see that statement. Yeah. I think just, yeah. Um, okay. Kyle Richards, lover, hater. Is she the true queen of Beverly Hills? What do you think? I love Kyle and I think she gets so much fucking hate and it's so wild. And I actually think she's genuinely sweet. I've had some like interactions with her and stuff. Um, not in person, just on, on that, her just like uh, Instagram and whatnot. But um, you can, you can see like, she's, she gets like this massive hate. It's wild to me. And I think she's a great anchor. And I think, yeah, a lot of times you look at these, these anchors, like if you remove Kyle, it would be like, whoa, 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 whoa. And so I think it's kind of what happened. We took out like Tamara and Vicky and things like that. So yeah, I think Kyle's great. Yeah. I agree. I definitely think she is. I, I don't know if I would call her like the queen of Beverly Hills, but she's definitely, like you said, the anchor. She yeah. is the one that the show, the show, all of the, the women kind of like surround her. They, she's the sun and everyone orbits around her. I probably shouldn't say that that's going to inflate her ego, but yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you think about Erica Jane? Did she know about all of Tom's sketchy business affairs? <laughs> I've gone so in depth about this, but and I'll say this. It's like, I, I personally don't think she knew. I think it's very much like, I don't think people realize what it's like. I think, again, these are people in middle America and things like that don't realize like what these marriages are like, especially here in LA and things like that. It's like, you're not asking questions. Like you're just, she's off living her life. And especially it's like, yeah, guys, he's, he's old and whatever. She's was doing her thing, like being Erica Jane. Like, I don't even think they had much interaction. Like you, and you don't, you don't, especially when you know you're okay, your husband set up this life and doing all the stuff. Like you're not saying like, oh my God, where did this money come from? It's like, well, I run, I'm a successful, whatever. So you're not asking like, that's weird. I think that maybe towards the end, like right before she filed for divorce, I think that maybe like she had started to see come up and maybe that was part of her thing in filing, but I think she had no part of it, especially like, I think there's another, there's two avenues of it too, where it's like people either think she knew, but wasn't part of it. Or people think like, oh, she was in on this. Like she should be arrested all stuff. I'm like, you guys are so fucking stupid. Um, so I personally think that like, she didn't know what was happening. I think at, towards the end, she maybe found something out. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to divorce him, but absolutely had no like part in 
doing this like type of operation. I think it's so disgusting how people were just bullying her and slamming her. And again, I've actually never even been like an Erica Jade fan. I'm just a fan of like, I, I, going back to earlier, not trolling people and being nasty. Like I don't do that, uh, you know, within reason, but like, <laughs> I mean, of course, like, I mean that. Cause like, of course I'm podcasting, I'm talking shit and whatnot, but right. 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 But yeah, I'm not going to like say that online or anything or on, on Twitter. And giving her the so much shit when it's like first of all she hasn't even been arrested yeah she literally hasn't even been arrested for anything we have jen shaw who's literally been arrested and like gets nothing and it's so confusing to me yeah it is it is like a really interesting thing to watch these two huge like legal scandals play out simultaneously and and watch how differently they're handled both by the fans and by the uh you know respective cast members uh definitely an interesting time to be a bravo fan <laughs> yeah and i always say this too it's like listen i'm not also agreeing with a lot of erica's behavior be like well she's supposed to this or in her behavior i'm like i don't agree with that either but just because you don't agree with her behavior doesn't mean she's a criminal like right it's so wild and so i would just say like leave it be and also like i'm not a fan of like bullying people into like suicide like i think my mind always goes there i'm somebody like i lost seven friends this year to like overdoses and or suicide like just you don't know what somebody's going through just leave it why are you like the stuff that i've seen for this woman online she's already clearly in a really low place like let it simmer. Like I, I feel bad in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now I feel so awkward asking this next question just it, because you just, well, because you mentioned your, your friends overdosing, but. Oh no, I, I, I'm, I have friends. I, I, my boyfriend always jokes, like literally all my friends die. Cause I, you know, part of, cause I was a junkie, but like people die all the time. I'm very like, let's move on. <laughs> okay. All right. That sounds terrible. Like I sound like a monster, but I'm very, yeah, no. Yeah. And this, it, it, this is still going to just be so like cringy anyways, how, between one and a hundred, how many Xanax does Rinna throw into her smoothies every day? You know, what's so funny. Oh, that's, that's not bad. No, people are, I also think, I, I guess when somebody doesn't have, uh, um, a knowledge, knowledge and or experience of drugs, pills, things like that. Like there's certain people you can tell with certain things where it's like, either I kind of think you might have even like an addiction thing or, or just you're somebody that like might drink more. And then there's certain people that you just tell like, they're like, don't really drink at all, whatever. Rinna is actually, it's very quite obvious that somebody like does not take any pills. Like she takes vitamins. It's so clear. She wishes she was like cool enough to be like, yeah, I'm popping Xanax. It's like, that's what that is. So I think people are so stupid when like, oh yeah, what she all Xanax up. I'm like, guys, this woman has never taken a Xanax in her life. It's never been, it's, it's clear as day. I think she's one of such a late, which probably she drinks two drinks. She's like, oh, I'm wasted. And I'm like, grow up. Yeah. She's some fucking cocaine lady. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, well, she just has to go to Dorit's house for that. Totally. Oh my gosh. Jeff, this was so fun. Thank you so much for joining me today. Will you tell all of the listeners where they can find you? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you can find me at it's Jeff Epstein on Instagram and Twitter to get to the Patreon, I feel like because there's there's other like manics and things like that. Just just go to my Instagram, the link in my bio. You can find my Patreon, all, the merch, all, all that type of stuff there. Yeah, guys, honestly, go sign up for the Patreon. There's there's two levels of membership, right? There's a five dollar level and a ten dollar level. There's tipsy and blackout. 
it's it's guys it's worth the blackout honestly it's so good the podcast is great your banter with your siblings is great and there is so much juicy tea we skimmed the surface here guys if you want to know what's really going on with dr jen with noella with bronwyn go check out manic on patreon lots of other people there's amanda Bynes, paris jackson like like, all sorts of stuff yeah Uh, thank you so much jeff this has been a blast thank you again bye (laughs) 